come to Japan to help me to look at the world in a different lens. Who I have with me right now is Sandu. I just met him just a few minutes ago. He wrote me and said that he wants to work with me and he couldn't have said it at a better time because I'm building a team so that we can up the quality on these podcasts and provide more of what we've already been providing but with the people, I can get more people in here, we can do it at a bigger volume and he's guaranteed a few things he's going to do but I'm not going to tell you, you're going to find out through what he edits and how he edits. Anyway, without, without yes. going any further, I want to introduce Sandu. Thank Sandu. you so much for having me today. Thank you for doing this on the spare of the moment. You had no idea you were going to do this. Not at all. And you have your own podcast too. Um, I don't have a podcast. It's not a podcast, that's I'm sorry. But you have a YouTube channel, I yes. should say. Yes. And my sons actually told me to stop calling this a podcast. Okay. So I call it a video podcast. Video now. podcast. Interesting. And I was going to just call it, I was going to say show. But then someone else told me if I say podcast, they think it has content. Yes. Right? Yes. So he said, if you're going to change anything, just add video to it, but don't take the podcast out. Because I do strip it, and it can go on podcast platforms. It's on all the platforms. But I haven't put up, I guess there's about 150 I haven't put up. Right. The last 150. Right. But up to 100 or so I have up. <laughs> anyway. Interesting. Interesting. Anyway, Sandu, let's start off with, I know you were born, but let's tell us, where were you born? So, I'm originally from Sri Lanka. I was born and raised in Sri Lanka. And I came from a middle class family. Okay. And I was lucky enough to go to one of the top high schools in Sri Lanka. And then there I received, uh, oh, before that. Uh, and in that high school, we have this exam called A-Levels. Yes. I don't know. I don't it's think very they... English. That's very, that's very English. Yes. So very... I got good marks from that. And then I received a scholarship from the Tokyo International University with all the tuition fees, accommodation. So I accepted that. And that's how I ended up in Tokyo, actually. Okay, you took me away ahead of faster I'm going to go with. How many kids in your family? Are you the only child? I have one big sister. How many years difference? Uh, two years. Are you guys close? Very close. Very close. How yes. are mom and dad doing? They're doing very good. They actually really want to come to Japan as well. They, they love haven't Japan. been here? They haven't been here? Uh, they've been here. My dad actually used to live in Japan way, way back when I was a little kid. Um, it was in Tokyo, not, not Tokyo, um, back in Kyoto. Kyoto. And he lived in Kyoto for six years. And my mom actually visited Japan before COVID. For she was two weeks. visiting you? Yes, visiting only you. for two weeks though. Okay. But you, she loved it. What kind of work does your father do? My father is doing business. So uh, he used to uh, export vehicle parts from Kyoto to Sri Lanka and he started his own business in Sri Lanka. Okay. And then he also served in the army as well, back in Sri Lanka. Is that right? And your mother, does she work? She's a Western music teacher in Sri Lanka. What type of teacher? Western music. Oh, Western music? Yeah. She does okay. music. She plays instruments? Does she play any instruments? She plays the piano. Okay. Yeah. Oh, Same with my uh, sister as well. She's a music teacher as well. Okay. Yes. So tell me, when you were growing up in school, what kind of kid were you? Were you more academic or were you more physical? I was more physical. I was playing basketball my whole life. From, uh, from elementary school? Yes. Okay. Yes. I was playing basketball. I was all about it. Always practice, practice, practice. But I was also a bit of an academic kid as well. 
when it comes to exams, I study hard, I got the good marks when it was necessary. But I'd say I was more like a athletic kid. Okay. Yes. All right. So what did you focus on the most? What was your strongest interest? Let's say after you finished elementary school, you got into junior high school. Yes. Even high school, what did you say, okay, I'm going to hone in on this because I like it? Back then, I didn't really have a specific idea about what I wanted to do with my life. So I was basically doing what everyone is asking me to do, what everyone is expecting me to do. That's basically the culture in Sri Lanka. Uh, so coming from that, it actually changed after I come to Japan, because here I had no one to depend on. It's you mean you had no one looking over you? No <laughs> one looking over you, yes, exactly. And <laughs> then no one to depend on. Nobody, nobody could tell you not to do stuff. Yes, it was freedom. <laughs> <laughs> that's, um, that's, I that's when I guess um, everything got changed. How old were you when you came here? I was 20 years old. So 20 years old? It was five years ago. So what did you get the scholarship for? In what subjects? Um, I actually got the scholarship to study business economics okay. in the university, yes. And you did that? Yes, I yeah. graduated last year. So you studied economics? Yes. You graduated with that degree? Yes. And then what did you do after that? After that, so I actually graduated. Um, so while I was studying, I was working part-time as a children's fitness instructor. So we basically teach kids gymnastics and the basic sports skill with English. So it's kind of a mix of a both. So it's not boring for the kids. Right. So I was doing that part time. And then I, after I graduated, my, I have to find a way to uh, get the visa to stay in Japan because I love this country. I love the people. So you'd I, made up your mind you wanted to stay here? Yes. Okay. I really wanted to stay here. So what I ended up doing was, there was actually two options. Either I find an internship to get the internship visa. But the thing is with my university, they didn't have a lot of options back then, at least. Uh, so even if you want an internship, you have to prove a lot of documentation. And I didn't have the Japanese language ability to work as an intern for a Japanese company. So what I ended up doing was the part-time part job that I was doing back then, I went full-time with it. So they actually offered me to um, sponsor the visa. So I got this a visa from that place. And at the same time, I was doing my freelance video work by the side. Okay. So where are you now? Would you up to this point? Is that what you, that's where you are? That's what I do uh, right now. That's what you do right now. Yeah. So you do a freelance thing. Yes. So what are your goals for the future? Do you have any goals for the future? I do. Like I said, uh, coming to Japan changed me. Uh, like it helped me to look at the world in a different lens. Tell me how. So when I first came to Japan, like I mentioned before, I had no one to depend on. So I had no one to look up to. I didn't know the language. It was a really, really new culture. It's very different than my culture in Sri Lanka. So it was basically like a big culture shock for me. And then I was trying to find like, what should I do? How can I do this? How can I go to the city hall? I didn't know anything, no information at all. And if I, if I look up on the website, all I know is English. If you type it in English, the information that comes up is not really accurate when it compared to the Japanese information. So I was struggling, like, how can I do this? I was depending on like some friends that I have, like I made from the university, but they're in the same boat as me. They came to the university as a foreigner as well. So I had this question in my mind, like how, like how everything works here? How does money work? How does like uh, how to get a job, how to 
go to the city hall and ask for like a little paper documentation and I've been struggling with that for a while and then my I found some friends to help me out so they always help me out with all the documentation and all the Japanese paperwork that they have over here so what my goal I would say is to be there I know I also know that there's a lot of foreigners in Japan who's been here for a long time especially by listening to your podcast there's a lot of successful foreigners who were actually no one when they first came to Japan but they found their own way and they built huge empires in Japan and they are hugely successful so I what I guess I want to do is bridge that gap I want to bring that knowledge to the ones who do not know like there's a lot of foreigners out here who really wants to make it big in Japan but they don't have that specific knowledge about how how can I do this I have plans I have ideas but how can I execute these things so that's I guess what my goal is that's also why I reached out to you as well that's one of the reasons that's good well I think your letter was fantastic because if I were to write someone a letter I would there's a small tweak I'd have in there but still the way you wrote your letter to me it was fantastic I thought it was very polite you said all the right things I thought so I said okay let me talk with you because I have a lot of people always asking me I haven't given them the time of day because the letter tells me right away there's no way I'm gonna deal with them so I listened to a um, couple of your podcasts actually mm -hmm. and then I did some research before I reached out to you and then went way way back when you first we'll started <laughs> when you were like in my age back How then. How old are you now? I'm 25. 25. I came here when I was 24 though. Yes. And then um, you were serving military I guess? I was in the military yes. And then how old were you uh, when you retired from the military? 26. I didn't retire you. My term was finished. Okay. So I think I was 20. Wait no. I wasn't 26. I was younger than that. I was 24 when I got out the service. Okay. I came in at 19. Yeah, I was 24 when I got out the service. Okay. And then yeah. I heard I I saw this in one of your podcasts or one of your videos I would say. Uh right after you uh right after you're done with the contract that you had with the military, you really want to know everything about Japan and you didn't know anything either. And the you the very first thing that came to my mind is like on top of my head, you wanted to know how the money works. That's right. You have to get that uh, that right first, and then you were looking for a sales job actually, without even having any kind of knowledge. So, <laughs> correct me if I'm wrong. Okay. Uh, you literally went to a realtor and then asked for a sales job. Is that yes, correct? Yes. Right. I walked in there and he said, "What do you want to do?" I said, "I want to sell." He said, "Why do you want to sell?" And I said, "Because for me to sell, you'd have to teach me." Yes. You know, I really want to learn about money. But yes. I said, but for me to sell your product, you're going to have to teach me. Then I'll know what to do with money if I ever get any money. Yes. But you do. And he said, you know what, young man? You're the first person to ever come in here. You're the only person to ever come in here asking to be a salesman. Everyone else wants to sit behind the desk with me. He said, you've got a job. So you have that drive from back then. Well, I knew. Somebody's going to teach me. I've written all the, I read all the books. But I knew someone's going to. Everything you receive, Sandul, comes through someone else. Right, agree. So why do I have to wait for them to come to me? I'm going to go to them. Take the initiative. And if they say no, I'll go to the next one. Did you also have any kind of heroes that you were looking up to back then, when you were young? No, because I thought about the... Um, Muhammad Ali had a... No, he didn't have a song, but I think, I think George Benson wrote the song. It was 
The Greatest Love of All, Whitney Houston sang it. Mm -hmm. The Greatest Love of All is the love that you have for yourself. That made me cry because that's how I've always felt about myself. When I was seven years old, I don't know how much history you did on me, but when I was seven years old, I was watching television at home, and it was a black and white TV, and this guy jumps out of a helicopter, Elvis Presley. Wow. You've heard of him, right? Yes. So he jumps out of the helicopter and someone throws him a guitar and these two white girls get beside him and start doing the twist while he's saying, don't step on my blue sweet shoes. And I said, oh, when I get old, I want to look, I want to be just like him. But I can't. No one has said anything to me. Wow. But don't forget what country I was in. I was in America. Yes. And I just knew there was no way with brown skin I'd be able to do what he's doing. I wanted the helicopter, I wanted the beautiful girls beside me. I, wanted, I didn't want to sing so much, I just wanted all the things he had around him. Right. So that night I went to bed and I cried and cried and cried, thinking, I, went, I was raised a Catholic, never baptized, but I was raised a Catholic. So we go to purgatory, if, you're not, if you don't go to hell and you don't go to heaven, you go to purgatory, that's in between. And someone has to pray to get you out. So I figured I'd be in purgatory, <laughs> okay. Right. So I cried and cried thinking of who I wanted to be, come back as, so I thought my father. I said, no, I love my dad, but no, I don't want to be my father. My uncle, who's a policeman, no, I don't want to be him. I got it, I want to be um, Superman. I said, no, that didn't seem right either. Tarzan, I said, no, I didn't like the way he treated those people in the job. Anyway, Hercules, because he looked a little bit brown and he is strong, and I said, no, I don't want to be him. All of a sudden, my tears dried up and I knew who I wanted to be. And who was that? Who do you think it was? Yourself. Me. At seven years old, I decided I wanted to be me. And There's I liked only me. one And I liked day. me from then on. I never stopped liking me. I still like me. That's With awesome. all my battle marks and everything else, I still love this guy I see in the mirror because he has been on a journey that's, I get goosebumps when I think about him. He's been my best friend. Most people don't like themselves. I learned to like myself. I don't care what someone else says. When people say they don't like me or something, they don't know me well enough not to like me. I agree. And other people that think I don't like them because of the way I may react, I'm reacting to how they acted. Yes. Not them. I don't know them well enough not yes. to like them. 100%. Now, I couldn't articulate that until recently. And I started thinking I didn't like them, but I'd always forgive real easy. And I wonder why was I like that? Because inside I really knew I didn't dislike them. I disliked the action. A lot of the people like look look up to the successful people. They see all the Ferraris, Lamborghinis, all the women, like you mentioned. They say, I want that, I want that Ferrari. And they don't even know why they want it. Why, why do you want a Ferrari? And then, do you want to drive fast? They don't even know how to drive fast. They just like the idea of having Ferrari and then idea of have, being praised by other people, I would say. So, a lot of people should be, I think, be aware of themselves first, rather than like, thinking, oh, I want that, I want that, I want this girl, I want to have everything. No, you don't even know yourself. First get to know yourself and be comfortable with who you are and then build yourself up from there. What was the original reason to start the podcast in the first place? To make sure that more members that come in here, first of all, get to know each other, the background. They know each other for decades and don't know if he has a brother, a sister, what his father did. They know nothing about each other, but he knows he worked at Lehman Brothers or he worked over here, his daddy owns this. Why don't we get to know each other? Why do we always have to go over there? If you can go back in time and meet the younger Sando and give him advice based upon your 
tall do you know? 20? I'm 25. 25 yes. years. You're half a decade. I mean, you're a quarter of a century on this planet. What advice would you give him and how old would you be? I would say to have some belief in yourself because I didn't have much self-confidence back then. What age? Um, through my entire childhood, basically. I got bullied a lot in high school from because like I used to be very skinny actually and they were like all these big guys and they were like uh, picking on me, bullying me. So, so I didn't have much self-confidence back then. Um, so I would say to have some belief in yourself because all this stuff, I never imagined me coming to Tokyo, like having, getting a scholarship because the, the reason why I got a scholarship was every single thing that I did in the past. Because um, before my high school, I went to a um, small school back in my home, I mean, hometown. So the high school that I went to is like one of the biggest in the country. And it was like Tokyo, but in Sri Lanka. But where I grew up was not Tokyo. It was like a very rural area. So I got to go to the school. So I, that adds up there. And then I got the scholarship from the Tokyo International University because I got the opportunity to go to that school. So if everything didn't happen accordingly, I wouldn't be where I am today. So yeah, that's it. That's right. what I would say. Alright, Tendu, thank you so much. Thank you very much. Okay. Thank you so much for having me. No problem. My pleasure. I want to thank all of you for watching this podcast. Make sure you press like and subscribe. And never forget, it's all unknown, so continue to reach for the stars. Because you're too blessed to be stressed. <laughs>